Christ, Ronnie, you know I have to fucking work tonight. Somebody around here has got to make some money. I'm all broken up here, bitch. I can't work. Yeah, and whose fault is that? Fuck you. Oh, my God, you're pathetic. You know that new waitress over at the bingo lounge? She can give me the freaky eye. Oh, the whore with the big tits hanging down to her knees? Maybe I'll choke the chicken, purge my snorkel all over them flappy-ass tits. Good. We'll have a good fucking time. I will. I hope she likes cripples. Bitch, I will crawl over there and I will skull fuck the shit out of you. Oh, I'll get the crutches for you. Don't you mean welcome to the motherfucking spook house, you piece of shit, ugly yeah. motherfucker? What are you doing? <laughs> We're uh. talking about Rob Zombie's Halloween What It Two, motherfucker. Motherfucker. What? I'll come over here and skull fuck you other podcasts out there. <laughs> We're gonna come all over the floppy tits of this podcast, I'll tell you that. Who this is Shakespeare, his dialogue. It's literally mm-hmm. Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like anytime I noticed while watching these movies, like anytime I'm like, okay, well this is pretty good here. And then comes the dialogue, and it's like, fucking bitch shit, and I'm like, oh, Like, everybody cool. immediately goes from, like, three to eleven, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, like some of them are like, oh, we've only got one bowl left of cereal left. Oh, you fucking motherfucking piece of shit. I'm gonna come <laughs> over, and he, like, throws the table across the room. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But hold those thoughts, Jason. Today, we are discussing Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2. Both of them. Yep, that's we, uh, right. We combined... That's right. The two of them for this one podcast. Now, do you remember when this movie was announced, Jason? Not really, no. Well, I do. I don't remember exactly when it was announced, but I was so fucking hyped. And I, I found remember... out that Rob Zombie was directing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I I'm sure I called you or something. I, I, I remember if you called me or texted me, because I mean, it was like 2006. Yeah. Yeah, we were out of high school, I remember. I was living with Jack at the time. Yeah. I remember having a conversation at East Coast Video, like me and you were there, like renting some movies. Uh huh. I remember we were having a conversation with the uh, whoever was working that night about it, and he was like, "Are you guys? What do you think?" It's like, I, I don't know. It's kind of a weird. But I was like, "Well, it's probably the best thing that could happen for the series at this point." Yeah. Well, I was extremely optimistic. I followed like every update on the movie. This was like MySpace huh, days. Sounds familiar. Yeah, this was back when you know MySpace was still a thing. And they would, I would follow like every little cast update or a behind the scenes photo, and I, I was so fucking hyped. Was that the Halloween movie in your top eight? Probably, one <laughs> <laughs> point, probably. And was I it, even, I even bought. They released like merch for this movie early. Uh-huh. So at Hot Topic, they had like, I bought a shirt, a poster. Um, I bought the soundtrack. Which because poster was it? Do you remember? It was like everything with the cover. Okay. The movie cover which okay. is yeah whatever yeah but i bought all that shit i was so hyped and then came august 31st 2007 i won't ever forget that day and i went to the movies and 
I was kind of in shock. I'm not going to lie. Didn't, didn't it leak at some point? Didn't it like I don't know. If it did, before? I didn't see it. Okay. But yeah, I remember driving home from the movies with a couple friends of mine and like, because I, I didn't see it with you. I do remember uh, that. I think yeah. maybe I was like out of town or busy with it. And you were like, obviously, this is going to be a, a first night. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think I could go. And I remember like the drive home. They were like, because I was hyping this movie up. <laughs> I also felt embarrassed because I was like talking to people about this movie. Like, man, this could be so good. And they're like, so what would you think, Phil? And I'm like, I mean, it was good. I th- yeah, you, you didn't want it. You like, had talked yourself in, like kind of like how a lot of fans felt when they first saw Phantom Menace, Star Wars. You're they're uh-huh. like, they're like, they were, they were, they were lying to themselves. They thought it was good. Yeah, but then something in my head just snapped, and I was like, "Man, that movie fucking sucked. What the <laughs> fuck?" And I, <laughs> I did. I waited till it came out on video because I remember everybody that I talked to that I had seen it was like, "This is not good." So I was like, "Well, fine. I don't want to spend my money a to lot go of see." Fans. It, it does. It has a lot of fans, and I can see. Maybe I can kind of see why, because uh-huh. it is, or at least the first half. We'll get to that part. Yeah, later. yeah, yeah. We're getting a little, but I do. I just, I didn't see. It does have a lot of fans. Are you team first half of the movie? I am the opposite. I think the first half of this movie is awful. All the see, kid stuff. Here, I just can't. Here's what I feel on the, and we'll get to maybe a little bit more a little bit later. Yeah. But the first half is clearly the one, he, the movie he wanted to make. And the second half was the one that the producers basically mandated he had to make. So while I don't like the the backstory, the first half of this movie, uh-huh. I understand why he did it, and like I say it's, it seems better, if you will. And the to second, some. the second one, it just the second half, but the second half just seems like all right, let's let's yeah, remake nineteen seventy eight and just make it brutal as fuck. Yeah, and throw a thousand f bombs and shits and tits and and randomly fake having sex with each other scene. Yeah. Ben Tramer. Oh, gosh. He's, ha, ha, ha. Ugh, Everybody is awful in this movie. Again, hold that thought. <laughs> but, but yes. Needless to say, I was, I wanted to love this movie. I yeah. really did. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't go in there with, like, man, this is bullshit. They're remaking the original. Like, I was rooting for this movie. But we'll break down exactly why. My thoughts have kind of changed a little bit, but not too much. I mean, yeah. every couple of years or so, after hearing how many people love this movie, I'm like, well, okay, maybe I need to go back and rewatch it with a fresh set of eyes. Maybe, I don't know. I'll give it another watch. And yeah. each time I'm like, nope, no, still. <laughs> still. Still. Still not for me. Yeah. Well, hey, before we get into all of that, Jason, um, how was your Halloween? This is our first post-Halloween episode. It is our first post-Halloween. Uh, we kind of took it easy and stayed in and watched some Netflix. I had to go to the liquor store, which for those of you not in North Carolina, they have to go to a specific ABC store because it's regulated by the state. That's we can't just right. go to the grocery store and get liquor like some states. That's true. So I went in there, and the first thing I walk in, I'm seeing alcoholic eggnog. And then there's this like, middle-aged white lady who's got her arms full of just uh, Evan Williams eggnog. Uh-huh. And I was like, dude, it's Halloween. It was literally Halloween night. <laughs> I had to run in there. And she's got like four fifths of Christmas eggnog. And, she's, and I remember I was like, I, was, I wasn't paying attention to her. And she looked at the lady and was like, I know it's early, but when it's gone, it's gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, you know what? I bet, you know what I bet her favorite movie is? Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, you know what I bet mean? <laughs> yeah. She I hope she warmed up because it, it was a little warm that day, actually. Yeah. Have you ever, okay, so there are people 
alarmingly, a lot of people that have said, like, you know what? I like Rob Zombie's version better. I've never heard anybody say that. Mostly I see it in comments online. Like, Are they just trying to be troll forms? No, I think there's legitimately, and every time you click on their profile, they're... How many total skull photos do they have? How do I put this? Um, A certain type of person, (laughs) they're like, yeah... I don't know how many like <laughs> you picture them. <laughs> okay, yeah, I gotcha. They have lots of total skull stuff everywhere, and uh, um, no, they spend all their money on meth. They can't afford that. Oh, that, know, kind that, that kind of that kind. I gotcha. Yeah. Anyways, okay, Halloween so night. Halloween <laughs> night. So yeah, we we uh chilled and watched a little bit of uh some some horror movies on Netflix, and then we uh went. To, I wasn't feeling that well Halloween night. Kind of sad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bummer. How about yours, Phil? How did yours go? Yeah, we had a pretty good Halloween. We dressed up as skeletons and went out to the bar, had some drinks. It was okay. It's like, I'm not glad that Halloween's over, but there's always like a lot of pressure. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta go, go out and do go something, do something, yeah. dress up and, which is fun, but yeah. it's like, all right, I'm kind of just ready to not have any plans. October's been a crazy month for me. Yeah. And we are in the thick of this Halloween series. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, Covering the Halloween series is kind of, yeah. It should have heightened my, yeah. I, you know, I'm kind of feeling the same way because I didn't watch as many Halloween movies as I usually do, yeah. like, like Halloween related movies as I usually uh-huh. do. So I watched, uh, I called the Lighthouse last weekend. All right, I have not watched that yet. I've been dying to watch it. Okay, I enjoyed it without spoiling. I won't give you any spoilers. Okay. Um, I do think that it being shot like in four three and black and white really made it a better movie. If it had been in color, it wouldn't have worked as well. It, like I said, it kind of felt like Stanley Kubrick directed Fight Club. No, it's not scary at all. Really, it's just a really intense two hander. Because really nobody else this entire movie other than Will and Defoe. All right. In fact, I'm not ruining anything by that. Okay, I kind of figured that. Yeah, it's, it's really solid. And now, of course, like all things, you got to kind of get used to the accents sure if that's something you struggle with maybe you should wait until uh not for you but subtitles for subtitles sure you know yeah i'm still gonna go see it but it's a i really enjoyed it em uh she liked it uh she said she probably went over watching it but she really did like it she liked the witch better you know okay. they're very different but they have similar themes if that makes any sense yeah um so i enjoyed it i don't know if i like the witch or the lighthouse better i probably need to watch it again they give you like a which one was better kind right. of thing but yeah, it's a good movie. Good watch. Okay. Uh, Willem Dafoe will probably get some sort some nominations, I would think. No, he won't. You don't think so? Well, not that he doesn't deserve one. Yeah. They're not going to acknowledge this movie, probably. I don't know. It, it, it did well. I hope it so. Critics are loving it. You know, they're okay. eating it up. Well, I hope it does. You know how it is. I know how it, I know how it be. <laughs> it's rough out there. <laughs> it's rough out here in these lighthouse streets. <laughs> yeah. In these colonial New England streets. It's filmed in a... Uh, Toronto, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. I retract that statement. Give it a watch. I gave it, I think on my letterbox, I gave it three and a half out of five. Really? Maybe four. I think I gave it three and a half, yeah. Uh, A strong three and a half. Strong three and a half, yeah. All right. Yeah. Also, I was like, okay, well, I got to get something really, really horror related. And this year, I tried to kind of watch stuff that I hadn't seen before in October. So I watched the new Shutter release, Haunt. Have you seen that? I have not. Have you Uh, heard about this? I keep hearing about it. Okay, so it was, it was, I enjoyed it. It was written by two of the guys that wrote A Quiet Place. All right. Because uh, they wrote the screenplay. Krasinski got his hands on it. He did a, another rewrite. So he's credited screenwriter also on that. It's a big tuna help write Haunt? 
nut. He's he oh. wasn't involved in this at all. I was saying the the other two guys that that co-wrote A Quiet Place wrote and directed this. Heard okay, and uh, it's a fun Halloween movie. I it wouldn't like if you want to watch this movie in like May, it won't play as well. I got you. It's very like Halloween oriented, kind of like you're going to an extreme haunt thing. Was it? Trying too hard to like be a Halloween thing. No, it wasn't trying too hard to be a Halloween thing, but it just it it felt Halloween. All right, it's, it'd be like to watch Trick or Treat in you know January. Yeah, it's kind of. Hey man, I like watching horror movies in the winter time. I do too. I mean, springtime. The, the shine, yeah. yeah, The Shining. Love watching The Shining. In oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do something fun when it's cold as shit out. Yeah, we'll do Jack Frost. <laughs> yeah, the Halloween series will be long behind us at that point. Don't want to have to think about Michael Myers and Sam Loomis and how he may or may not have died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Haunt, I give it a, a recommendation. It was it was fun. You know, I gave I think I gave it like three, two and a half out of three, two and a half or three. Okay. It's a fun movie. Cool. But it's nothing like A Quiet Place is a lot better. Well, Jason, we had a little... Date night at the Alamo recently. Not me and you, me and Alyssa. No, no. I wasn't there for this. <laughs> yeah, we went to see A Nightmare on Elm Street. They had a movie party for Classic. it. Classic. Yes. And they were handing out foam Freddy Krueger gloves. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this movie still holds up. Okay. What else? So before we get into that, so what else did Alamo do? <laughs> what? So before, because you went to a movie party. Yes, so what yes, kind yes. of stuff did they do? Um, They had a... Uh, they had little pill bottles that said like "stay awake" pills or whatever. They were filled with jelly beans and classic. Yeah, it was fun. And once again, they're like, "Hey, feel free to quote along to the movie yeah. and cheer out your favorite parts." And yeah. there's always like at least five people that take that as like, "Oh, I can chit chat through the entire movie." Cool. <laughs> yeah. So there's always that. Like, yeah. Same thing happened at Jaws. Yeah, I remember we, you were talking about that. At Jaws. Like it's Somebody, fun. Every time Quint said anything, they was just like, "Yeah, constantly. there were yes." Yeah, it's fun whenever people um, play along correctly. Like yeah. cheering when your favorite death scene happens yeah. or laughing. It's, you know, or cele- going, celebrating the movie. Or people saying, this is God. Like, yeah, that's just like, you uh-huh. know, some of the dialogue might be a little bit cringy, but that's a pretty big part. Yeah. And overall, it was fun. But Alyssa had never seen this movie. Okay. Now, I think something happens whenever you go to see a movie that you love. I've seen that movie, God, probably no, 30 times. times. Yeah, me too. Um, but she had never seen it. So yeah. it's almost like you, you're you re-watching it with a different lens. You're almost like critiquing it a little bit. Like, yeah. Like, okay, let me put myself in this person's shoes and yeah. watch this. And man, okay, there are some really good sequences. Yeah. Tina's death. Always. Uh, Glenn's death. So there's like some really good parts. Yeah. But a lot of the in-between stuff is really rough. Like her mom, she's awful in the movie. Like, Jesus I, Christ, even, I I yeah. forgot she was in the movie so much. You no, know, she's been nominated for an Academy Award, right? Jesus Christ, yeah, but she was awful in that movie. Like that whole, there was like a real lull about midway through the movie. You know where they do like that uh, that sleep study where they take Heather. Yeah, that whole thing could have been cut out. And then the very next scene is like. Heather and her mom down in the basement, and she's like giving the backstory of Freddy, and it's just acted so fucking poorly. I'm it's, like, man, this is this is bad. It's like over the part where she walks in and uh, she sees all the bars come up, and her mom closes the door, and she lights a cigarette, and she's like looking at her. I was like, Ooh. yeah, everybody in the movie theater was just like laughing their ass off at like how bad her mom was acting. Yeah, yeah, she's like, always even every time I, she like pull out the bottle, people would just start laughing. <laughs> 
Why don't you just get the bottle and get good and lowest good and loaded or something? Yeah, and Heather Langenkamp, man, she she's she's not. She's too breathy. Yeah, and uh, she's, she's like, screw your past. Like, <laughs> she improves in part three and New Nightmare. She's a lot better in, in those two than yeah. the first one. Yeah, uh, I'm glad they stuck with her because again, acting in this movie just wasn't that great. I think Nightmare on Elm Street three is better. I, I I'm the same way. I think it was the best yeah. one in the series. Yeah, and there's even some stuff with Freddy like. The whole, the last act of the movie when she pulls him out of the dream is very home alone-ish. We, yeah, and then the- When the, she hits him with a fucking coffee pot and <laughs> he falls on the bed, it's like, oh. I'll kill you slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that stuff, I was like, ugh, okay. Well, you also gotta think, it was a high concept movie for the time and it was made for nut peanuts, you know? Yeah. So, like, the, when she's, like, running up the stairs and it's, like, Bisquick and then she's running uh-huh. up the, like that, yeah, that doesn't look good now. Yeah, and apparently the producers like demanded that, like Robert Shea likes demanded he had done that because that was a recurring dream of his. Oh, okay. And even Wes Craven, Robert. Like, yeah, it Wes Craven <laughs> was like, "Well, ugh, I don't want to do this, but whatever, you're putting the deal." <laughs> yeah, the last, the last little part there, it, it's a little silly for me. And when her mom's skeleton is on the bed and it like lowers down, and the little fucking animatronic arm comes up, it's like. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so, while I still have a lot of love for that movie, yeah. it, a lot does not hold up for me. Yeah. And also, notice this. I think that Johnny Depp and his mom, they should have been the leads. You think? Well, I noticed, like, right before Johnny Depp is killed, he has, like, this little conversation with his mom. Uh-huh. And their banter, the chemistry between them was... Ten times better than anything with well, Heather better. Langenkamp Even and her mom. His first movie, he's much better. But like his mom in the movie was better too. I was like, oh, I'm buying this right now. Like, yeah. let me see more of them. Pretty rough. Hey, maybe we'll cover that movie sometime. Oh, we're gonna do the series next Halloween. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, no more. Like, hey, we're covering the entire Friday Thirteenth series. <laughs> we'll do like you know here and there. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. But it's got to stay fresh. <laughs> if I'm about to lose my mind on the Halloween series, then... Well, I knew this stretch of the series was going to be... Rough. Anything after Halloween 6 for me, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's going to get real interesting here. Oh, yeah. Things get... Because after 5, you're like, well, that, that one sucked. But we got a couple of good ones yeah, after that. Yeah, I was super hyped for 6, of course, but... And Halloween H2O was fun as well. It was fun. And then we gave it movie a lot and of hey, shit. But we like we still like it. It's Resurrection's just, a piece of shit, but I enjoyed doing the podcast. <laughs> you know, I listened to that, I actually listened to that after uh-huh. we put it. I was like, huh, this was actually kind of fun to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so don't get me wrong. Like, we're enjoying doing this. We're just... We're just yeah. tired of researching Halloween stuff yes, constantly exactly. when we're not recording. I want to still love this series after we're done with it, you know. <laughs> So, other than A Nightmare on Elm Street, I watched Three from Hell last night. That's three Rob Zombie movies in one week. How are you holding up? Pretty good. Try three Rob Zombie movies in like two or three days. Because I... (laughs) You should have thrown a house of a thousand corpses in there too, just for good measure. Well, I actually (laughs) like that movie. Yeah. So, everything other than the last ten minutes. Okay, so how how was Three from Hell? Okay, how do I put this? Um... Three from Hell is the movie that Rob Zombie should have made in place of this Halloween movie. Halloween 2? Or Halloween 1 or Halloween 2? Just both of them. Okay. (laughs) I think he would have been better suited for, like, Texas Chainsaw 
material. Oh, I, I've been thinking like ever since I he would have fit in, corpses. He would have fit in great with that. To me, that that's world. almost a remake of. I don't quite feel that way. Okay, I, it's probably been ten of, years since I've seen that. It's very um, Firefly family ish or it's, Sawyer it's family. It's in the same neighborhood, but yeah. I don't. I don't think all those comparisons are quite fair. Okay. It's like, oh, it's a texture chainsaw ripoff. It's like, no, nah, I mean, I don't know. We don't have to get into House of a Thousand Corpses right now. But yeah. Three from Hell is the movie that he should have made at the time, 2007. Okay. Two years after Devil's Rejects, which was fucking huge at the time. Everybody loved it. I really like it. If it's not fresh for Rotten Tomatoes, it's like almost fresh for Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. which is for a Rob Zombie movie, these kind of characters, and extreme as that movie is, that's kind of saying something. Yeah, and even the most critics like The Devil's Rejects. Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> Jerry Moon Zombie's actually good in that movie, you know? Yeah, well... I always you, love Bill Mosley. You get plenty of her in Three from Hell. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean... Okay, like, when I was watching it, it wasn't, like, awful, but it was just kind of like, all right... Why? Like, what's the point of this right okay, now? Okay, I got one question though. I want it's, and if I want to ask a question that maybe sort of spoilerish. So if you don't want to hear, so you can if you've seen the, the Devil's the Rejects, you've seen Three from Hell. Well, yeah, how do they much. survive? Like, how are they still alive? It. So that's all kind of expositioned over like a news story, like okay. you know, a million to one chances to survive, and blah blah blah. But anyways. Okay. They survive and they're all in prison. Okay. I didn't know if maybe it's some sort of devil supernatural no. stuff. And Sid Haig's only in like one scene. No. Oh, we miss you, Sid. Yeah, and then he's executed. And he man, he did not look good. Yeah. Let me write towards the end there. Yeah. I guess you can say that about most people. Like not trying to sound mean, but he didn't sound like his old self either. So oh really? Was, yeah, it was just kinda it was a little hard to watch. Was he like sitting down or moving around the whole time when yeah, he was? Yeah, he there? was like sitting down. He just, like, walks into a room, and they sit down, he has a conversation, and then it's like, oh, he was executed, so. Did Bill Mosley say dog will hunt this time? No. Bill Mosley's great in this. Really? I mean, Bill, I, I like Bill Mosley. I do get yeah, excited when Bill I see Mosley's Bill Mosley awesome. on screen. I see Chop Top, and also I think, first thing I see Bill Mosley, I think Chop Top, uh-huh. then I think dog will hunt, and then I think Promise. Like, yeah. those three <laughs> things happen simultaneously every time I watch them. I would say give it a watch, mm-hmm. but just know that it is a rob zombie movie there's southern rock there's a there's slow motion scenes Trey moon zombie's butt at some point actually i don't think you see her butt in this one huh. there's a gratuitous full nude women being murdered violently i'm sorry are we talking about halloween or are we talking about three from hell oh no i'm just <laughs> saying it's a rob zombie movie yeah. A I Rob Zombie joint. Oh you yeah, will. you can make a bingo card like <laughs> with all these things on it, and like just sit down and watch Three from Hell. Like, oh, is this gonna happen? Yep, there it is. Hey, <laughs> it's okay. Look, if you really love The Devil's Rejects, give it a watch. Okay, I know you're sort of recommending it, but did you enjoy the experience? Not really. A lot of it just felt. I don't Why know. are we doing this? Is that kind well, of well that and some of like the over the top dialogue and gruesome shit a lot of it just feels like just makes you feel bad okay yeah it's just Uh, one of those yeah it's like okay like i'm not like enjoying watching this Mm -hmm. i don't know it's i don't know it sounds like you're describing every pretty much rob zombie movie (laughs) that i've watched yes um yeah they're just they're not fun sets man i love house of a thousand corpses and the devil's rejects but a lot of this just felt like over the top and extreme for the sake of 
doing so. But there's still some really good sequences uh-huh. in it. In every Rob Zombie movie, even the ones I don't like, like there's always see like a lot of potential. Like, oh, this is really cool here. And then something happens where it's like, oh, yeah. well, that fucking ruins it. Or it's not a bad watch. Give it a watch. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you'll like it. I'll wait. Give it a watch. <laughs> I'll I'll wait till Shutter gets into February. I think is when that's going to be on Shutter. So if this had I'll... come out in two thousand seven, it would have been a hit. You think? Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. 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 So cool. that's really all I've watched. Um. Well, we're not gonna do news today but before we get in there we're going to, we can talk about some stuff that happened before the the remake happened sure the wine scenes they brought in rob zombie for a meeting yeah and they were just like we want a rob zombie movie we want to we want to be in the rob zombie business that's right <laughs> and this was like hot off the hills of devil's rejects and that was a big success yeah like i was saying earlier like i was really excited about this because i enjoyed devil's rejects you know, hey, Rob Zombie's going to remake Halloween. Fuck yeah. yeah. Sounds great, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, Go Billy Deluxe, motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, man. I look, I grew up listening to White Zombie. I jammed the shit out of Astro Creep 2000 on my Walkman. American-made music to strip to? Back in elementary school or whatever. <laughs> um, I do remember you on the zoo and you are listening to Marilyn Manson going to the zoo in like fifth grade. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> and... Rob Zombie was one of my first concerts, OzFest 99. He fucking killed it. This is right after Hellbilly Deluxe came out. I was like 11 years old. It was fucking great. Blowing your mind? Yeah. Did he have a robot on stage? No, not at this one. It was a badass show. He puts on a great show. Yeah, he does. He's, so, a, he's a performer and entertainer. Yeah, so fast forward eight years later. Hey, Rob Zombie's going to remake Halloween. I like Halloween. I like Rob Zombie. What can go wrong? Well, Jason... (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Well, a lot can go wrong. Like I was saying earlier, I think he's just not suited for this material. No. The Halloween series has always been... Not to sound snooty here, but like... A step above the rest. It's a little more classy. You know? (laughs) Yeah, I can understand that. It's not quite as dirty as a lot of the other slasher movies come out. Yeah. It's a little bit more clean, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Fans demand more from the Halloween series. Even when it was even when it was slowly being turning turned into some of the just, you know, basic slasher stuff, it was always seen a little bit more polished. Yeah. Can we start oh, with the breakfast can scene? Can we start with the breakfast scene? We'll start with that beautiful breakfast. What okay, so William Forsyth in and he's a character, right? You've seen him a lot of stuff. Yeah. He was in Devil's Rejects. Yeah. He is the stepfather, step boyfriend. Yeah, something like that. Something like that of Sherry Moon Zombie. Mm-hmm. Who's a down on your luck stripper. Well, we're gonna talk about her, but with three kids. Yeah, I can't tell if we're supposed to it's like there's moments where we're supposed to feel sympathy for her, but then she like shows up at the school like being all bitchy and stuff and it's like well what do you same thing with michael like we're presented as like oh this kid's getting picked on but then he like he's killing animals dude he kills that rat in the first beginning and i was like he like names it elvis and he gives it a kiss and then he just like cut back to me some bathroom he's like slices thing i was like what yeah, well, this is all happening during the breakfast scene. This is like the first minute of the movie. So yeah. you see Michael killing a rat in the bathroom. And screaming at the mirror when his, the Judy's trying to get into I'm it. I'm not listening. Ah! I was like, oh my God. All right, can we talk about Kid Myers yeah. for a minute? Dave Fairch. I really 
really dislike this little bastard. <laughs> I just his acting, his face, <laughs> his hair, rap career. I did Google some of his music. It's you know he's having fun doing it. It's not for me. Hey. Shout out to you. What's he calling himself? Great Dag? The Great Dag, I think. Big Dag. Yeah. He's got a big old septum ring and it's well, He's not a little kid anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's grown up. Well, I, I hate him in this. I truly do. Yeah, it's everything I hate every character in this movie. Except Brad Dorf. He kicks it in both of these movies. Like he he rocks it. Hey. Ready for a hot take? Yeah. I like him better than uh Cyphers. Charles Cyphers, yep. Hmm. And what about Halloween 4, Sheriff? Ooh, Meeker? Yeah, what about him and Meeker? Him versus Man, Meeker. They're both the great. showdown. See, I want to get to Brad say, Dorf because Dorf, that ponytail just gives him just a little bit of Ooh. oomph. That little, <laughs> little, little oomph he needs. Oomph. Yeah, and that scene in Halloween 2 when he finds Annie, mm-hmm. like, that's really well acted. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just, he's great in this. He is. So, back to the breakfast scene. Okay. Also, we were introduced to Judy. I mean, not Judy. Judith. Yes. She and does. she is played by Jenny Gump. Yeah. From <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> A Forrest Gump fan who may or may not have had AIDS. Uh, nobody can <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Nobody's and, ever really been clear on that. And knowingly it. banged Forrest after... Yeah. See, again, that Ooh. really makes me uncomfortable because, like, she's sick. <laughs> They don't really say and what she's it like, is. She's like, all right, now I'll bang for us. And then she does that, and then she has the kid, and then she's like, oh, I'm sick. We may never know. We may never know. But yeah, she is. Uh, she's all grown up in this role. You see her naked, I was like, okay, that's enough of that. Yeah. I don't need to see G- little Jenny. I felt weird seeing Daniel Harris have sex on screen. <laughs> Me too. And it's saying like, the most like crude stuff. I was like, yeah. stop it. How no. about her boyfriend? He was like... Oh, you're so warm. You're so to... warm. Who is nobody has ever said that in the history of ever. Like, like try to get in the mood and make everything good. Oh That's my like, god, the temperature of your vagina is great. <laughs> oh god, you could cook a ham in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was crude. No, I apologize. Oh, Rob Zombie dialogue. <laughs> exactly. See, he's rubbing off on me. I love you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you see her like, and she's also awful, but she doesn't say anything. She's she's not super awful, but she's not on the screen that much. She just seemed like a shitty teenage older sister. Uh huh. She's also in Virgin Suicides. You haven't seen that movie? That's a really good one. Yeah, so it's a great movie. She's the first one that kills herself. Also stars Josh Hartnett. It does, and we're bringing it all full circle to Halloween. That's right. Oh shit! I've never even made that Halloween connection. There. Yeah. Yeah. And then so anyway, back to this breakfast scene, and it's just them shouting constantly about everything it's just in your fucking face like just fuck you like i'd say this is somebody that cusses too much probably yeah but it's like wow can you tone it down a little bit can we let these characters breathe and yeah. like can we get some dialogue yeah. just something yeah. it just this is this is like seven o'clock in the morning yeah it's <laughs> breakfast okay <laughs> fuck you bitch can you pass the butter please yeah <laughs> I'm going to go over the whore there, the waitress. Yeah. Those big floppy titties. It's just, it does not stop. Yeah, there's no likable characters, including Michael, the dad. Um, could you say that Sherry Moon is the most... She is, she's got some warmth to her in the spots of this movie, but then again, like when she goes down to the, to the principal's office, she's kind of like a... 
the fuck everything's blah blah yeah. and, like, and then you know he hands her a dead fucking cat she's like hmm maybe i should listen a little bit also there's the baby oh yeah the crying. baby yeah boo. boo or angel is her name they call her boo oh okay and, uh, Great name. Of course, we enforce like all that fucker does is cry, yeah. cry, cry, shit cry. and cry, shit and cry. God, and it's like get me out of here. I, I want out. Exactly. I remember watching this in the theater, and I was just like, I was like, okay, rough start, <laughs> but I'm optimistic. You know, maybe it will be like strong finish, strong finish. You know, yeah. So I guess this is all setting up to explain why Michael is evil like, yeah why so they're he... doing like this stereotypical like serial killer background for like a, a Dahmer, yeah or gacy you know somebody that harms animals that... yeah because Dahmer had a big history of that when he was a kid <clears throat> but the the problem is is that what makes halloween work so well is that you don't know why michael is the way that he is now kudos to rob zombie for trying to explain that but it just doesn't work it compl- I mean, I said this several times in the series. It demystifies Michael Myers. He's just a yes. crazy person, you know? It's like, oh, he grew up in a white trash family, so that's why he yeah. does all this. Got it. Yeah, Very and it's cool. like the perfect storm of him obviously having mental issues on top of his family being fucking awful. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, we this doesn't need to be a Michael Myers movie. This needs to be a, a character study on some random serial killer. This could be a Gacy movie. This <laughs> yeah, could be, pretty much. Like, of course, now after the breakfast scene, which goes on forever. Yeah, it feels like it. They go to the school, and then the kid from Spy Kids uh, presents him with a naked picture of his mom. And again, goes on with some more dialogue that just makes you want to claw, claw my ears off. Yeah, talking about like, hey, faggot, don't you think, do you think your mom will suck my dick if I give her a quarter? Yeah, and and what's he say? Something about like pumping the cum out of her stomach or something? Yeah. What the fuck? The assault on my senses that goes on the entire movie. So what was the point of that kid being that way? Was it supposed to get the audience on the side of Michael? Like, yeah, this kid's an asshole. Well, it was, yeah, it was like, so when he kills him, it was like, oh, okay, this is why he killed the first person because he was talking shit to him. And obviously there was a history of him being bullied. Yeah, and then you're also showing with the cat that he's also he's a sadist or whatever, and mm-hmm. then so he gets in the fight with that bully, and then the principal comes in at the perfect time because that's what principals do in movies, and then of course Sherry Moon Zombie shows up, and there's a, a dead cat in the big Ziploc bag. I was like, well, how does that? Oh yeah, yeah. They're just you know showing more of Michael Myers. Maybe he's a little fucked up in his head. We're getting into breaking it down scene by scene territory, and we're not going to do that. Yeah, so. Jason, what do you like about this movie? Okay. Well, at some points I like Michael McDowell, like the first half, and sometimes I don't, like at all. Yeah. Like he goes up, he looks like a rock star kind of when he first shows up. Mm-hmm. He's got his big aviator sunglasses and yeah. his long hair. S- side note, he had never seen Halloween, so he never saw Donald Pleasance. Really? Yep. Huh. Boy, it shows. It's like, <laughs> I'm not saying copy Donald Pleasance and mm. like try to do his thing, but. Yeah. Just get a feel for the material. Yeah. Because a lot of his lines are just, I know where he's going. Yeah. Or, I don't he just... The or no, my favorite part was when he gets in the car and he goes, Haddonfield. <laughs> Even some of that stuff in Smith's Grove when he's a kid is interesting if it's not needed. The movie he wants to make is the first half of this movie. And the second half is the one he has to, he, you know, producer making him make. Yeah. So it's just... 
some of that's really interesting. Some of that's not that interesting. Some of it goes on for freaking ever. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the director's cut or the theatrical cut? I watched the director's, but I'll, I've seen both versions. Yeah. So I've seen everything that happens in the movie. So I watched the director's cut. And also, that rape scene. Oh my, yeah, fuck that scene. I'm just like, why? It seemed like, let's be as aggressively offensive as we possibly can. Yeah. And also, let's rape a girl in Michael Myers' room? I'm like, what's the fucking point of that? I'm just like, she's like catatonic or whatever. She can't speak. And of course, these two people come up and was like, all right, we'll Two like fucking Rob Zombie pedal to the metal white trash characters. Like, all right, bitch, I'm gonna fuck you in your ass in this room. And it's like, it's just gross. It's offensive. Super like, offensive, yeah. Yeah, like, I, very rarely in movies am I just like, you know, this is, it's too much. It's yeah. way too much. It's, and then, it's like, unnecessary. Yeah. It's not interesting. It doesn't add to the story at all. No. Is he trying to, like, make Michael, like, a hero, saves the day kind no, of thing? Because like, he's not even really reacting to them raping that girl. He only thing he gets mad is when he t- takes up more of his mask that he's been making. That's what sets him off. Yeah, and it's so like, dumb. It is so freaking awful. Well, they reshot that for the theatrical cut. Good call. Yeah, he, definitely good call. Yeah. He kills everybody in the Devil's Rejects. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. Um, Bill Mosley is one of the sec- so they got security guards and they're trying to yeah, transport yeah. him to another place, and he kills everybody. Yeah, like which said. is granted way better than a rape scene, but whatever. Yeah, I. Much much more permissible than that awful, yeah. awful stuff. Well, anyways, back to, back to good things. Good okay. things you liked about this good movie. Good things Jason. I like about this movie. Good things that I liked about this mm. movie. Sometimes I like Daniel Harris as Annie Brackett. Yeah. And then it gets really weird like with the well, sex scene. If they had given her some good dialogue and like, oh, okay, she's a good actress. Like, let's give her some, some good dialogue here. Let's let her act. Yeah. But everything's just shit fuck motherfucker yeah i just his dialogue he's got to be he can write maybe some scenes but somebody uh-huh. needs to go over his dialogue a little bit or maybe his script is a little bit doctored a little bit it's like hey rob you know this kind of stuff's kind of cool but uh <laughs> everything that these characters are saying is yeah. fucking dog shit yeah um all right well, can we fix this a little bit yeah all right good things jason <laughs> it's easy good to get thing. off into negative territory oh, yeah danny trejo national treasure Mikey. Yeah. Oh, he plays the wise janitor. Yeah, the wise janitor. <laughs> I'm the wise janitor. <laughs> <laughs> so he shows up, he's you know, he's doing his little thing. He sees Mikey in the uh his his sale, I guess. Like, hey man, don't let these walls get you down. Yeah. I'm like, Danny Trejo, you're everybody's uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he's you know, uh he's not a white trash piece of shit character. No, he's so, a good guy. Hey, points for that. Yeah, and the cast, I like the cast of the movies that he pulls from. Like he pulls from like uh, B movie people, or like sure. Sybil Danning was that yeah. the nurse that he killed. She was a big B movie exploitation actress back uh-huh. in the day. Danny Trejo, Bill Mosley's in the one of the security guards. Yes, Sid Haig, obviously. So I always like the cast in the movies. Ken Forey is pretty sweet in this movie. Yeah, I do like the the bus stop or the the truck stop scene. Yeah, that's a good scene. It's like, a little. Did you have to have him like taking a shit and looking at porn? Oh, it's a Rob Zombie movie, so of course you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a good scene. There's good intensity there. Mm-hmm. Like to see these two big ass dudes. And a... he didn't. Uh, that was all Ken Foree and Tyler Mann the entire time. I mean, he's a stunt double for that. Yeah, and apparently that's a real bathroom that they destroyed. Really? Yeah. Nice. And that's a that's a good scene. 
like there's good moments in this movie. There really are. Um, the bathroom scene, the stuff with Laurie's parents played by D. Wallace. I was that's so, good. It felt so good. I don't know if it was good if it was just like the fact that everything around this movie uh-huh. is just trash. Like oh, normal people. This feels yes. great. This feels warm. This feels yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, much like Daniel Harris. Okay. okay. <laughs> You're so warm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe would it... No, I don't think any teenagers ever no, said that. No, I hear what you're saying, Jason. So, you know, and it was... There's like moments of like, oh, there's this is some good dialogue here. Yeah. Uh, I'm liking this conversation here. Um, I, I care about D. Wallace and Laurie's... Always great seeing D. Wallace. Yeah, of course. And, but again, it's like, okay, so we first meet Laurie. Yeah. It's another breakfast scene. Of course. Instead of, like, what is our introduction to Lori? She's getting ready for school. Yes. Uh, you know, getting and... breakfast, and she, her mom's making her breakfast, mm-hmm. and then she says she's going to bagel, and they're talking about a teacher or a school yeah, or something. Yeah, turns into something where Lori finger fucks a bagel, and it's like, uh, And then rubbing uh, it all over her body. Yeah, it's like, okay, Rob, how about this? There's just a quiet, normal breakfast scene. They're having a conversation. Yeah. We're learning about this character. Yeah. We're learning who Laurie Strode is instead of... And she could even could have made a joke similar to that. Like, uh, you know, Mr. Magruder is just ogling my, boot, my, my butt the whole time. But, you know, who cares? He's just an old creepy guy. That would have been sure. fine. Let's compromise here. Compromise here. She can make a crude joke because that's what teenagers do. Mm-hmm. She just needed to rub a bagel over her, her body and yeah. finger fuck it. Yep, but hey, it's Rob Zombie movie. And then the dad's just kind of your stereotypical dad who's just doing yeah. dad things. So, Laurie's parents were good. Uh, Brad Dorff is great. He needed to be on screen more. I would have rather just not have Malcolm McDowell in this movie. Like, just know Dr. Loomis and have Brad Dorff doing stuff. See what I could have been great. cool with Malcolm. Like, he could have been for, like, the first half of the movie. And then the second half, just maybe he's not there anymore. Because he does seem like an afterthought in the second half of this movie. Yeah, he Like, does. in the first part, he's very necessary to the story because he's trying his hardest. He does feel bad that he failed Michael Myers uh, to a point. Yeah, but then the next scene, you see him, like, hawking his books. Exactly. So... And then it's like, well... So he's actually just a piece of shit. He doesn't feel bad. He's just kind of a piece of shit. Well, it's hard to tell. This movie's just tone deaf. It's like, I don't get what it's trying to do and or also, say. Well, okay, are we out of good things to talk well, about? No, we're not necessarily out of good things. Because, I, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a slasher movie. And some of the kills are cool if they are somewhat like brutal, more brutal than they need to be. Okay, here's something you always hear about people that really like this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, but man, it's so brutal. It's like, I don't give a shit. Okay. I'm not watching a Halloween That's movie because I want to see brutal fucking kills, yeah. dude. Okay, I, there's a million movies where yeah. if I want brutal death scenes, great. I, yeah. don't, I don't care how graphic and realistic and brutal they are. Now, see, I've got a theory on that because this was 2007 when this one came out. Yeah. We're in the throes of the torture porn era. Saul and Hostel and all those movies are very brutal. Sure. And then on top of that, France is doing the new wave extreme with movies like Halt High Tension and Martyrs. Sure. And of course, Age is not to be outdone because they're doing the old the Vengeance trilogy and well, Battle Royale. It just seems like everything at the time was kind of trying to extremely be over, the top. over the top. And not like in a fun like Dead Alive, Return Living Dead way, like a 
Let's just be fucking brutal. There's even a Dimension Extreme level. Do you remember those DVDs? Yeah, yeah. I mean, every everything into that in this era was extreme. Even the, some of the it's remakes, fucking brutal. Like dude. Uh, even the Hills Have Eyes remake or the Last Half of the Left remake. Those well, were pretty fucking brutal. Yes, but Hills Have Eyes remake is actually good. Yeah, because there's characters you care about. No, there's like good dialogue. Exactly. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, but if they were just driving through the desert, going "fuck you, bitch" and <laughs> shit on my fucking dick, and fucking. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, oh, this movie is awful. Yeah. So there's a difference with that. Yeah. I mean, that's true. But I was saying, I just kind of put this movie in the time, like, maybe it's so brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rob Zombie's going to make anything brutal. But also at the time, yeah, everything that was being made. Yeah, that's a fair point. But again, I don't need brutality it. Brutality just isn't enough. No. It's like, that shouldn't be a. It's like, hey, what do you like about this movie? It's fucking brutal. It's fucking brutal. There's so guy. much blood. Oh, my God. So, well, what do you think of Tyler Maine as Michael Myers? I came around a little bit on him. So, I think he was fine. This is probably, and it's mainly because of his size, the most intimidating Michael Myers in the series. I'm not saying that's the best. I'm just saying because of his size. You know, when you see him in a doorframe, his head's higher than a doorframe. See, I find that distracting. Really? He's too too big. He's too big, you think? It's aesthetically weird to see a seven-foot-tall Michael Myers. I mean, Tyler Maine himself, he does, like, his movements and body language. Yeah. That's all there. That's good. Mm-hmm. But he, I know he can't help how tall he is. It just doesn't... Doesn't work for you? No, it's just too... I don't know. He He's a little too physical, I think. I know it's all... That was a direct... I'm pretty sure that was a Rob Zombie thing. Like, him, so like, it busting through doors, and when he, like, takes the two-by-four, and he's, like, jamming it into the ceiling, yeah. like, like, Hulk smash! You know, it's... <laughs> Michael See, Myers, he's he's sneaky. He's, he's quiet sneaky. and sneaky. Yeah. Like, not... Rah, but, hey, well, he he's does, brutal, dude. Well, he does do some sneaking in this movie, though. You know, sure, he sneaks he does, into... Yeah. Like, when he kills Laurie's parents, or foster parents, he yeah. does sneak in there. You know, yeah, he just kind of shows um, up. That's another good point of the movie. Yeah. Um, that scene does come out of nowhere. And it is shocking, and not a just strictly brutal sense. It's like, you just had this nice moment, and then, okay, we're going to take this away from me. Like, that, I think, was good filmmaking. Sure. Even yeah. if it was a little brutal, I think it, was, it worked. That part, I yeah, thought, was a really good Yeah, and you sympathize highlight. with Dee Wallace when she gets killed. Exactly. Same thing with Danny Trejo. When he kills Danny Trejo, I was like, oh, you motherfucker. Don't, take, <laughs> don't do I this. I was good to you, Mike. He's also three months away from retirement, too. I was like, God. Don't kill Danny <laughs> Trejo. Yeah, he like smashes a TV on his head. Yeah. I always had a thing for you, Sid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that you mentioned it. Yeah. Annie Brackett. As mm-hmm. Dan- so how, do you th- how do you feel about Daniel Harris being a different character in this movie? I'm fine with it. Yeah. I was excited to see her come back. And she does a good job with what she's given. Yeah. Which is... She's the crude, crude, horny teenager. Yeah, pretty much. And we see her. It's weird to see her ha- have sex. Yeah. Because, you know, hey, I grew up watching this little 11 exactly. year old girl. Yeah. And now I'm like, she's here with her tits out. Yeah. It's getting it commented was... on about her warm vagina. <laughs> it's so like, warm. Oh, my God. It's like a subway in here. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, that's a little strange. But, I mean, I like Daniel Harris. I like that. That. Rob Zombie casted her in this. I don't have a problem with that. I have issue with her character in part two, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Sure. I guess we can kind of talk about more of the second half of the movie. Um, okay. Like yeah. when the girls are walking down the street, Lori and Annie and Linda. Yeah. 
This could have been a great little... Well, they filmed this in Pasadena. Yeah, same place was, where they shot Halloween. Like in the same neighborhood in some spots. So too. aesthetically, there's some stuff that... I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Like, I, I like this. And then comes the dialogue. Yeah. It's like Linda's talking about... Instead of saying, I got three new cheers to learn by Saturday. And, yeah. And all... It's like... This fucking bitch gave me motherfucking cheers to learn. I was like, fuck you, cunt. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Nice to meet you, Linda. Uh, <laughs> I will be caring about your death uh, yeah, in 15 minutes. Yeah, it was like, well, I, I was going to give you a shot, but no. I. Oh, and she totally drops like a hard totally at one point to him. I was like, uh, oh, that's right, because yeah. TJ Soul said totally a lot. He could have made a, a good little scene here where we get the three girls chatting with the, with each other just having a normal conversation yeah not you know well they see michael standing in the street and instead of like turning that into a sort of tense moment like who's that guy like oh my god it's kind of like you know it's instead we get hey creep you want some of the young stuff you want to fuck me yeah what the fuck is this and it's like you know i guess it's kind of like getting a throwback to the hey jerk speed kills kind of thing but they took, which is just kind of a, it's a little dumb teenage thing, sure. But then they took that, and it was like, what if they talk about, you know, fucking her? How about you do uh-huh. that? Yeah. Like, hey, you want to you wanna fuck me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I got the warmest pussy around. <laughs> what if PJ Souls, imagine if PJ Souls in the 1978 oh. Halloween was like, hey, creep, you want to fuck me? You want some of the young stuff? Oh, You'd be like, ugh, what? Ugh, no. It just, it hurts so much. So also... Uh-huh. The kid who plays Tommy, I'm cool with him. Yeah, he's fine. The girl had her moment. Uh, no, and Lindsay, it, she was fine too. Yeah, and um, some of the stuff with Laurie and the kids, that's pretty good. Yeah. Because she's talking to kids, so she's not dropping F-bombs every two mm, minutes. Exactly. And, uh, and also, I kind of laughed. You know, she was like, I'm Queen Sheba. You are to bow down. I was like, oh, eh, whatever. That's yeah. funny. Also, these music cues in the first one. Drove me fucking crazy. What do you mean? Like, oh, uh, when like when they first played the Halloween thing when he was leaving the school to go kill that kid. Yes, I was like, this feels yeah. like a fan thing that somebody <laughs> would just throw in. Like, oh, real quick, how about the scene with a lot of people like this scene with Kid Myers wearing the adult size mask walking down the hallway to kill <laughs> Judith? It looks so so dumb to me. Really. Yeah, he's got like this giant head. Yeah. And it's like, oh, must and they got the Halloween theme playing. It's like, is this supposed to be scary? <laughs> what is going on? So the other music cues like Love Hurts music cue when he's like crying and it's intercut with his mom stripping. Yeah. It's like that's just I don't know about this. It's just kind of weird. It just <laughs> seems like everything about this movie, it just it seems half baked. Yeah. I feel like he should have done one or the other. You know, like one half of the movie should have been the movie or the second half should have been the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Also, this is a a, a weird thing here. So the first half of the movie, this is 1978, right? I don't know when it is. I think it's 1990 because the second half is... No, because there's like modern technology and shit. Yeah, I don't understand. When... So, okay. So let's say the first half is 1978. Yeah. Boo. Was yeah. a baby then. She was. Now she's in high school, so she'd be like what seventeen. So this movie should this should take place in like ninety four. Well, see, because somewhere never, in there, yeah, they never established. When, I think Rob Zombie even said purposely he wanted it to be timeless, uh, but he does it in such a clumsy way. It feels like it just well because what he failed there because this feels yeah, so two thousand seven. Doesn't 
Linda have a cell phone? When like isn't she on the cell phone after she gets done with like Bob goes get her a beer? Uh, I'm not sure. So anyway, and it also why did they break into the Myers house to go have sex? I'm just like you know, <laughs> teenagers can find other places to do that kind of thing. He has a van, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, hey, let's go break into this like boarded up serial killer's house and on Halloween. Have sex on this dirty ass floor on a mattress. Okay, yeah, whatever. I don't. I'm picking nits, but it's a nit that deserves to be picked. Yes, Rob Zombie doesn't know how to do normal very well. No, anytime there's normalcy, it starts to creep in. Rob Zombie's like, Mm-mm, not in my movie. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> how you like this? Yeah. He just throws some white trash slop on top of it. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, this is the scene. <laughs> this sprinkle where... this with some meth real quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Sid Hay with the uh, the cemetery scene. Oh, yeah. It's pretty much the exact same scene in the original mm-hmm. Halloween. But Why do they do it? Yeah, but yeah. instead it's just like, goddamn motherfucking kids. Teenagers do it. And that is one of the most gratuitous nude scenes with uh, Linda. Yeah, just walking around naked, and then I was, I was like, "Hmm, let me add some sexual violence to this mix." Yeah, there's a lot of that in Three from Hell. Really? Yeah, there's a scene where a lady is running, okay, fully nude, yeah, slow motion, covered in blood, with baby running behind her, and then she like stabs her repeatedly, and it's like, is Rob Zombie like getting off on some of this? Yeah, so- I don't know. Yeah. When Michael Myers was uh, walk, moving his arms, swings his arms a lot when he was walking, did you notice that? <laughs> no. Yeah, because a lot of times his, his upper body doesn't move. Uh huh. You know, like some of the other movies, like he's like full on striding when he's walking. Well, I do movie. have to say, like seeing Tyler Maine's eight foot tall ass, like trying to creep around the neighborhood, just looks ridiculous. <laughs> what did you think of uh, Loomis and Sheriff Brackett's relationship in this one? It was whatever, I guess. I didn't. I mean, yeah. he's like, I read your fucking book. <laughs> I mean, I like Brad Dorf. Also, what did you, what did you think about the ending? You know what? With Laurie shooting Michael in the face, yeah, I was actually fine with the ending. I'm like, all right, shoots Michael in the head. Got it. I wanted okay. it to be cut a little bit differently. Like as soon as she starts, she shoots when the blood goes on, and she starts screaming really loudly. Uh-huh. Should have ended right there, like mid scream, and then it should Halloween. Rob Rob Zombie's Halloween. None of that fade out to a. Uh, like a you know a young Michael Myers home of these things. Oh, it did that. No, that's what I, that's what I think it should have been better. What it did, and at least the cut I watched, she's screaming, and then it kind of fades into the home movies of young Michael Myers. Ugh. What I would prefer it is like he just she, like mid scream, blow her face, boom, fade to black. That's it. Not even yeah, finish hard. I agree. For some reason, I thought that was how it ended. It matches the tone of the movie, yeah. covered in blood and screaming. That's. <laughs> Uh, if only she had her tits hanging out and was saying fuck ten times while she did it. That Again, would... she was the only teenager on set. Uh, the other oh, two that's were, right. were, were uh, Well, what do you think about Scout Taylor straight out of Compton? I mean, she was okay. She was fine, you know. Uh, yeah. The second one, I don't. I'll, we'll get about that a little, bit, a little bit. But I thought she was fine. She was an okay Lori. I feel like any yeah. kind of faults I didn't think were her. I think it was just the dialogue. Again, yes. Which you know, we harped on several times here. I thought she did a good job. I really did. In the pantheon of two thousands remake, where does this one kind of see it? Well, and we're talking like we're, I'm talking from like Texas Chainsaw Massacre gotcha. to now. Well. I don't know if you picked up on this or not. I do not like this movie. Jason. Okay. I really don't. Hey, if if you're listening to this and you like this movie, cool. 
Yeah. You do you. Yeah. But I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> I hated it when I first saw it and I still do. You're so like Friday the thirteenth or this movie. I'm trying to gauge Friday the thirteenth. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street or this movie. Ooh. This movie, I guess, because at least there's like some redeemable stuff here. Yeah. Like there's m- good moments. Yeah. But they're instantly ruined by Rob Zombie firing a cannon full of diarrhea, known as his dialogue <laughs> at the screen. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, would you say... So, I'm assuming you like... Last, well, did you ever watch Last House on the Death remake? Yeah, it is. Pretty good, actually. Okay. Not bad. I gotcha. Where would you put this... You saw a thing, or a prequel remake thing? I haven't seen that forever. Okay. Yeah. I can't really comment on so that. So, I kind of put this down there with the Rob, with the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. As well. Yeah, yeah. I so, don't like this movie, Jason. Okay. One out of ten. What do you get rating? I give it a three. <laughs> you get a four. Yeah. Uh, IMDb has a 4.9. It is, it is not good. No. I don't like it. It feels gross. It's over the top. It's everything that the original Halloween isn't. All right. So that's well, pretty much it. Yeah. That brings us to Halloween 2. Halloween 2, which is a very polarizing movie. Came out two years later. Now, I did not follow any updates for this one. I was aware that it was happening. (laughs) But I learned my lesson with the first one. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it. But I had zero expectations. Actually, I had like very negative, low expectations. Really? Yeah, so I went to the theaters and I saw it. And I'm like, well, that was that. (laughs) White horse, got it. Yeah, white horse, got it. So he wasn't going to come back for this one. Originally. Yeah, but they then, pretty much had tapped the inside. They got the two directors who directed Inside. You remember that movie? Yes, I do. The original is great. Yeah, it's uh, I know they're one of those French brutal movies. I would have loved to have seen their version. Yeah, I think well, that they were, been, I'm pretty sure they wrote a script too. Because Inside, while brutal, yeah, yes, it also it kind of reminds me of Halloween a bit, like some of the stalking sort of. Have you seen that? It's been a long time. Okay. I do. I know remember things about it. There's like I, a lot of it's. There's a lot of stylish shots and a lot of good camera work and yeah, yeah. I would have loved. I would have much rather seen that. Yeah, they coerced him back in. Uh, apparently, mm. said he was showing some protectiveness over his daughter Loomis and his Lori Strode, and he read a script that they had written, and he was like, "Okay, I'm coming back for this." Well, you're forgetting one thing. Okay. Money? Oh, well, he, yeah. Exactly. Okay. He was going to do a movie called Tyrannosaurus Rex with Tyler Mayne. That's right. I remember was a, that. A boxing exploitation movie that he had, was going to do. Huh. But then apparently the Weinsteins were like, nah, we're, you're not going to do that. Huh. Well, we got this. Yeah, we did. And real quick, the first Halloween, they made it for $15 million. Yep. Twenty-six million opening weekend. Nice. Ended up grossing eighty worldwide. So it was highest. very successful up until two thousand eighteen. It wasn't the highest grossing. Yes. one of the franchise. Yeah, I'm sure they're like, okay, we'll give you a bunch of money, Rob. Come <laughs> make this piece of shit. Yeah. And what do you like about Halloween two, Jason? I do like that he did try to do something different. Mm-hmm. I do respect what he was trying to do. How he was making a. a PTSD thing, and he made this a very Laurie centric movie as opposed to a a Michael Myers movie. Yeah, it just didn't. It just seemed it came out dead on arrival for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand why he wanted to do, I guess, the hobo Michael Myers. 
Mm-hmm. And it's something that I've been, ever since I've been watching this movie, I was like, what is he doing when it's not Halloween? Like, he's got to survive. He's got to live. Well, but then I saw this, I was like, I don't know if I wanted to see this. Yeah, exactly. Really what I was like, it's like, yeah, it makes sense that it's like, yeah, of course Michael Myers is like doesn't. Well, according to Resurrection, he just lives underground at the Myers house. But it's like, okay, it makes sense that he would be like this hobo looking guy. Yeah. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Makes sense that his mask would be like deteriorated to the point where it's like nearly falling off. Absolutely. It makes sense. But also makes sense that he would have a beard, not cut hair, that kind of thing. That, yes, but do we want to see that? And the answer for me is like, you know no. what? I don't think I wanted to see yeah. this. Now, he, it's, he, it's called suspension of disbelief. Yeah. He he answered it, and I was like, mm, I didn't want, <laughs> no, I'm good on that. I can respect him bringing, not killing Annie, bracket off, but then yeah. to turn around and kill her again in the exact same way for the most part, naked and. Oh yeah, stab her again. I was yeah, like, of course. Well, what yeah. was the point of bringing her back if you're just going to do that? It seemed pretty redundant. Yeah, for some reason, I, I thought I liked this movie more than I did, but upon another rewatch, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are some people who absolutely will defend this movie. So it's not as trashy as his first one. I don't think it is either. No. So I like it for that. Yeah. I mean, it's not as grimy or gritty. Yeah, it's uh, shot different. He's, I think he shot this on sixty millimeter. Yeah, shot on sixteen. I like the look of the movie. I really do. Now, with all Rob Zombie stuff, visually, there's some interesting stuff. Yeah, I think he's fine. Like his these movies are well directed. I think mm-hmm. maybe some acting choices there that maybe fall in direction. Sure, yeah. but the way they look, they look really good. Yeah, I think he's a fine filmmaker. I think he's an awful writer. Yes. And we can agree, like, the opening sequence, the Halloween, I mean, the hospital scene is pretty well done. I wanted to see that movie. That's the movie I wanted to see. Oh, yeah. You know, the first 20 minutes. Now, it doesn't have to be like Halloween 2 remake. Mm -hmm. And he said it it wasn't a remake or a mod. He said it just makes sense that if I stop this movie, if I start this movie where the first one left off, clearly she would be in the hospital, you know? Yes. Which is what seems like Halloween Kills is going to be, you know, when it comes back as well. Um, it just, and then for it to be, is it a dream sequence? Is it a memory? Octavia Spencer getting yeah. hacked up? Well, it's a dream sequence, I guess. Because yeah. she wakes up screaming. Yeah. But that part of the movie, it's it's like, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. But it, I just felt like cheated and like the wool had been pulled out of her eyes because it was like 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, give me something or don't make a dream sequence I don't think it was long. quite that long, was it? It was pretty long. Really? It's at least like 15 minutes. Okay. And I did like Caroline Williams from Texas Chancellor Massacre 2 was one of the nurses. Yeah, she was a nurse. Octavia Spencer getting, like, brutally murdered. Hey, two horror icons on screen. Ma and Ma. Michael Myers. <laughs> a clash of the titans, if you will. She paint, paint, start painting white. Paint Michael Myers' face white. Uh, is, is that something that Ma did? That's what happened. I'm here in the trailer. She's, like, painting uh, oh, I don't know. face white. Well, Michael gave her some help. <laughs> <laughs> Won that Academy Award for it, too. <laughs> what did you think of this mask? It's It looks like shit, literally. <laughs> it's like, it does. Yeah, and again, I I get why you made that choice. Yeah. But it's like, you don't have to, you don't have to play it that straight, you know? Yeah, I mean, these movies are grounded to a point, and it's just like, you just yes. grounded it too much. 
you know, this is a movie. This isn't real life. Yeah, like when I saw Halloween 6, I wasn't like, huh, where did he get that mask from? Where did he get these coveralls? It's like, we're in a movie. We got it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you don't need to explain every fucking thing. No. Yeah, I love that scene of Hobo Myers, like, staring at the billboard, and then Sherry Moon and little kid Myers, played by a new guy, is, they're just... So what do you think the white horse is supposed to represent, Phil? Um, it's supposed to represent a bad idea that should have been scrapped early on, but Rob Zombie was like doubling down. He was like, mm-mm, I'm going to make this a thing. Well, so there wasn't even that, because I was telling you, I was reading Screen Mag magazine, and uh-huh. he did an interview about Halloween too, and he said he was just out and about one day, and he saw a white horse, and he was like, I need it. That's got to be in the movie now. Oof. So apparently what it was going to be, it was going to be her. She was going to be like a white bleached out like she is in the movie just her regularly with lots of michael myers little kids like him as a kid you know the one you see there's gonna be several of those there's gonna be a parade of those oh god that was what was originally going to intend but i was like no that doesn't work at all you know it it does give me a white fucking horse give me a white horse and i don't like that she hates annie in this movie it feels like she just can't be around annie and yells at her I know the direct. I watched a theatrical cut of this movie. Uh-huh. I know in the director's cut, there's a lot more tension between the two of them. Yeah, I like Daniel Harris in this. I mean, it, it, you get to see her act a little more, yeah. more so than the first one. What are you going to do, Jackhole? That made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> and all the stuff with Daniel Harris and Brad Dorf is good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Who, you by the did. way, has the worst living situation in the world, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, and again, Brad Dorf is great in this. He, it, this is his movie. Hey, you know what? I had this random thought the other day. Yeah, Brad Dorf would have made a good Freddy Krueger. He would have. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. If they do a, another <sighs> remake, you think he's too old for that? <sighs> he's he's, he's like it. seventy, man. He's pushing it, man. Yeah, but, but man, I think, like I a, like if they offered, well, I don't ooh, know if they would. Like a thirty-year-old Brad Dorf as Freddy Krueger. Fuck oh, yeah, dude. Dude, I need. Well, I mean, I say that I like Robert England's Freddy Krueger too. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, it'd be a, it'd be an interesting take, and I think it'd be a good one. Yeah, make it happen, Hollywood. Yeah, well, he's he's great. He this. is. Yeah, that scene where he finds Annie. Um, I think in the theatrical they have like dramatic music playing over yeah. it, so you can't really hear what he's saying. But in the director's cut, it plays out, and you can. And I've heard some people hate that scene. I'm just like, dude, dude, he's seeing his daughter hacked up for a second time and she's successfully dead. What he's was he supposed be... to do? Be like, why? He's why, like... Annie? Why? It's supposed to be like Sam Pleasance when he sees the uh, the mark of thorn on his wrist. Sam Pleasance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's just how long we've been doing this. Everybody just bleeds together. Yeah. <laughs> Sam zombie. Sam zombie. <laughs> These dream sequences yeah. are fucking dumb. Yeah. You know the ones that are like intercut? They're like, it looks like the Living Dead Girl video. It's like <laughs> Sherry Moon. It's in black and white. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's like, man, he had to put her in this, didn't he? He did. And boy, oh boy, did he. Yes, he did. Also, let's bring her back as a ghost. and On a giant horse. I think she's on like the opening scene. I think she is too, yeah. Or no, she's in the ambulance after the ambulance. I think the first oh, time you see her. Yeah, I think so. Also, I see her standing. Of in the course, road. the coroner's 
or the oh, worst. Oh yeah, hey, yeah. let's make jokes about fucking dead corpses. Like, yeah, there's hey, a good old Rob Zombie like, dialogue. You some of the hottest corpses you've ever seen in your. <laughs> I was like, who? Stop this! People but hey, can... man, it's brutal, dude. Yeah. He's, he cuts his fucking head off. It's brutal. I'll show you, Dad. <laughs> My dad's gonna flip when he sees this. <laughs> I mean, that's what a lot of this movie just feels like. It's just like much the same. Yeah. Not quite as bad as the first one. You don't get that. Because that, that breakfast thing is pretty much unforgivable. It is. Like, it's just the very first thing you see. Yeah, it really oh. sets the bar. But for yeah. this one, it's it's toned back a little bit. Also, he doesn't need to kill and You don't need to see him killing eating the dog in this oh, one. that scene. Yeah. Again, that was not. And then, of course, they have some sort of a psychic thing and that happens. Like she's eating pizza while he's eating the dog, and then she has like a she sees what he's oh, eating, and then she goes throws up. I'm like, really? Yeah. Listen to the cut I watched. Like when he's eating pizza and, uh-huh. and he's eating raw dog. Uh, yes. She's kind of like having raw a vision. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> when Michael Myers is raw dog, <laughs> you have a raw dog and a corpse. <laughs> Surprised you didn't fuck the dog and then eat it. That's... He also like mocks the dog a little bit too. He brings his knife across the what? Maybe the cut we watched was a little bit different, but yeah, God. he's like. But it's in the kennel. One, why is a dog wisdom to start with? Rob Zombie's vegan. He should know better than that shit. <laughs> he is. It's like, come on, man. But he brings a knife like across the kennel, and then it cuts to, to them having pizza and having a conversation. A pretty somewhat normal Rob Zombie com- dialogue. And then mm. it just cuts to him just chowing down on raw dog meat. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is this a thing? This doesn't need so to happen. So this would have been ten times better. Well, I wouldn't say ten times yeah. Maybe twice as better without Sherry Moon and that whole shoehorned subplot. Yeah. Because, again, every Rob Zombie, well, not every Rob Zombie, but it's like there's stuff, there will be a, a scene playing out where I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, Sherry Moon Zombie and a white horse standing there. Cool. That just ruined everything I saw before it. And it gave Michael Myers a a plot device, a motivation to kill Laurie, to get to Laurie. Because it seemed like, now granted, he's like seeing her in his head. And she wants mm-hmm. him to kill Boo, as they call her. <sighs> what a name. So they can be a family again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That thorn coat looks better and better every day. <laughs> hey, I will say this. Um, well, we can talk about this. Like One of my, my biggest problems with both of these movies is we're presented with Michael as... He is the way he is because he's just a kid that grew up in a white trash family. And he's also psychologically damaged on top. It's, 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 yes. a, it's a perfect storm to be a psychopath. Okay. However, in the second half of the movie, we see him get shot repeatedly. And, you know, he's he's like this unstoppable killing machine. So at what point does he... Are you saying that... At what point that, does he become inhuman? Yes. Very, and like he's not eating too in the first one, you know. I mean, that was a big part of conversation. Yeah. How does somebody who's not really eating become six foot eight oh, uh, wow. pounds, like huge? Not like a tall, frail six foot eight, like a hulking yeah. mass man. Little pudgy ass kid was not going <laughs> to grow up to be six foot eight. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's that. And, yeah, you know, it's it's like, what is he? Is he just a kid that got a shitty roll of the dice and grew up in a fucked up family and that's why he kills? Or is there like some... Nature versus uh, nurture kind of thing. Yeah. And like, what makes Michael Myers work is that he is a force of nature. Yeah. He's 
shit, you could probably even theorize that he's like a ghost or something in the first Halloween. Like he's very mysterious. He's, yeah. He's there and he's not. He can't be killed. Oh, yeah. What's his motivation? You know, there's there's no explanation of, as to what he is. No, and then this one is almost like... It's like, I'm going to tell you exactly what he is. Exactly. Because his dad was a shitbag and come on the fucking tits. <laughs> yeah. When Halloween 6 came around, they were like, okay, we got to offer some sort of... Explanation. Yes. But at least then, it's there's still mystique to Michael. Yeah. It's like he's being... I don't think he's like being controlled by a cult, but the, yeah. like the whole thorn thing, like it's a constellation and at least it's still a mystery. Yeah. And it's supernatural. It's, you know, there's a whole thing and there's a, yeah, it's a, supernatural. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, got, <laughs> I don't, I don't have the answers for you. you got nothing. <laughs> what did you think about her other friends in this movie? Um, oh yeah, that's right. We got a new batch of Laurie's, they're all woo Cannon girls. fodder, you mean. Yeah. Woo! Party. Yeah. They are very forgettable. I didn't even remember them. One, of, one girl's a super party girl, and the other girl's a little bit of a party girl, but also wants to be a little bit of a, a good friend, a mother. Yeah. Characters I don't care about. How much did you hate Malcolm McDowell in this movie? Wasn't a fan, Jason. <laughs> the whole diva rock star bullshit that he's pulling is it's like of course he's not likable why would he be <laughs> what did you think of the chris hardwick weird al yankovic interview oh that was kind of fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like weird al yankovic would not be this antagonistic on a show like this ever though <laughs> like he would not be like oh but you you wrote this and you probably got people killed right isn't that what happened <laughs> you know what? i think weird al should have been the killer that's what I think. Oh, my, I need this to happen. <laughs> I really need that. In his uh, sweet, like, Hawaiian shirts and just going out yeah. there murdering. Folks. All right, Jason. Well, what do you give this movie? Ten point scale. You Ten gave point. the first one four? Yes. Okay. I'm going to give this one four and a half just because I like that he tried. He, now, he, he, he swung for the fences. It, it did kind of dink in the outfield. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> so I give him an extra half point because he tried. And he tried to make it his own. He tried to get John yeah. Carver to do a cameo for this movie. And John was like, nah, I'm good, bro. Dude, you know, <laughs> I told you to make the first one your own. Because apparently he asked. He was like, yeah, you hear the interview with John Carpenter? He was like, okay, I remember hearing this that Rob Zombie said that John Carpenter came off very cold. Whenever okay. he told him that he was going to make the movie, huh? And he's, Rob Zombie said that John Carpenter. And this like, is the first one, right? Yes. Okay. But in a rec fairly recent interview, John Carpenter just said, like, he called me up and uh, he was like, "Hey, man, make it your own. You know, it's not it's not my movie anymore. You you know, you do something with it." And he mm -hmm. was like, "I was very receptive to Rob Zombie, but yeah. he was like." And then the motherfucker goes and lies about it. He was like, what the fuck was that? He, like, he started, he cussed at one point. He was like, he was like, what kind of shit was that? I, he, that? He was like, the fucker lied. I didn't say that. So John Carpenter was like, throwing some shade, man. So yeah, of course he didn't want to be in Halloween 2. Yeah, it's pretty funny, actually. I did not know that. Yeah. He's going to fool Jamie Lee Curtis on it. <laughs> You know what? I don't even think he swung for the fences. A lot of this movie just feels lazy. Really? Yeah. Well, he didn't want to do it to start with. Then he exactly. He, he it just did. feels 
like, all right, I'll come up with something. And of course, they they kept cutting, they kept cutting his production time. So they cut like two weeks uh, randomly. And then there's a whole day of footage that got lost because it was going through an X-ray at an airport terminal. Oh shit! Wiped a whole days of footage. No way. Yeah. And oh then on the last day of shooting, somebody called the ATF uh-huh. on them, and they pulled through all these like uh, discharges and stuff that they would use for special effects. And then like through they like like half the crew got arrested. Like they got cleared up immediately because of permits and stuff. Holy shit! ATF like investigated all these like oh squibs and guns and going off. I guess like the final scene in the bar. Yeah, I'm assuming that's what they're about to shoot or wow, something like that. That's crazy. Oh, they finally got a helicopter in a Halloween movie. They've been trying to ever since the sixth one. They finally got one in. Oh, you're right. <laughs> maybe that was um, Doctor Wynn. Yeah, maybe <laughs> there was a cater named Doctor Wynn. Really? I forgot who. Maybe it was that Clint Howard cameo in the first one. Oh yeah, that's right. He is in that. <laughs> So I will give this movie same as the first one. I'll give it a three. So you actually there's I find this movie to be an easier watch than the first one. It's not two hours. That and also (laughs) the dialogue isn't so trashy. Fuck you, bitch. Yeah, you know. So it's a little easier to swallow. Even his cast says "fuck you" on it, or that you suck. Says "suck it, suck it." Like even his cast. Of course it does. Yeah, I give it a three. I think he, I think he he swung hard enough to get a a double, uh-huh. but the bat came out of his hands and hit a car in the parking lot. It, the bat got it cracked the bat. <laughs> yeah, he swung. It was a good swing, but the bat cracked. Oh yeah, and then he like tripped and broke his ankle running the first <laughs> out for the rest of the season. No, a white horse just galloped onto the field and runs him over. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, yeah. I don't think I will ever watch any of these again. Really? I really don't think so. You, I may try to revisit them many years from now to be like, well, I'll do what I've done every t- two or three years since I first saw it. Like, okay, I'll give this another shot. Maybe it's me. Maybe, maybe it's you. Maybe I, I, I was viewing it wrong. Yeah. But each time I'm like, no, I think I got it right the first time. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying my opinion is right. You know, everybody, I mean, it's, everybody it's all has subjective. Them, you if know. you like these movies, hey, whatever. That's Neither of us were big fans of these two movies. Yeah, if you couldn't tell. I, know. I have a coworker who's going to give me an earful on this. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he already has a little bit. But well, yeah, it just... Gosh. Yeah. When I told him we were we were combining both these two movies, like you gave Resurrection its own movie and you're combining the Rob Zombie movies, what? Who hurt you? Well, that's a fair point. Yeah, it is. I want to like Rob Zombie movies. I mm-hmm. just can't. I think his best days are behind him. And you of course, what? Lords of Salem doesn't have this this kind of dialogue. Thank you for bringing that up because I was going to say if he had approached Halloween the same way he approached Lords of Salem, yeah. Just toned everything way down, yeah. add in a little more atmosphere. Like, I could totally see that working really well. I would love to have seen that movie. And he said himself, like, he, he enjoys playing in his own sandbox as opposed to somebody else's, you know? Mm-hmm. He's better when he's coming up with his own kind of characters and story as opposed to these. Exactly. You know, yeah. And I don't think he'll do a, a franchise kind of thing ever again. I hope not. It just seems like it seemed like he was. Of course, he was dealing with the Weinstein, which even says like 
he was talking about that in the, in the magazine. He was like, no, I wasn't dealing with that whole issue. Mm-hmm. But he was like, they were just so fucking difficult to work with. Like, always foot dragging over. They were like micromanaging everything. Yeah, I mean, I've heard bad things about the wine scenes. Yeah. Nothing crazy or anything. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. Micromanagers. Oh, the oh, worst. Yeah. <laughs> he, he did make a point out, like, he didn't deal with that kind of thing. But I got you. The production wise, they were just nightmares to deal with. So you don't think you'll ever watch these movies again? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, now that we just talked about that, man, if he had put the Lords of Salem filter instead of the Devil's Rejects filter. Yeah. And he tried to make it kind of like a a thing sort of like that, where it's... uh, Halloween 2 felt a little more like Lords of Salem, I guess. Halloween 2, he even said, like, they pretty much, Malika Cat came to us, like, hey, just make it your own. Do whatever you want to. Mm -hmm. Because it it sounds like he was dealing more with Dean, like, Mal and Trankus, more so than he was with the Weinsteins at the time. Yeah. So, he said, like, he probably enjoyed this a lot more than he did with other stuff. Now, it seems like he just wants to do his own thing and deal with his own independent kind of thing as opposed to like a big studio production because those have to be a nightmare to deal with yeah yeah you know i watched lords of salem uh maybe two or three months ago and i was like damn there's a lot of a lot of stuff in this movie that works really well yeah like more so than anything he's done post devil's rejects the camera sits still (laughs) you know (laughs) and it's like there's two characters on the screen and they're just like having conversations and it's not like crazy edits and shaky cameras and white trash dialogue how did we not talk about the strip club thing in halloween today why is it there oh is it oh because uh, a a fully nude woman has to get murdered violently on screen it's a rob zombie movie it's like i was i'm 45 pages in what's not (gasps) that's it sexual violence i need that that's right uh, did he say like Hulk smash? Or no, I'm about to give you my Jolly Green Giant. Oh, right when yeah. he was about to start, and I was like, "Yeah, well, never mind." I, I, for a moment, <laughs> I was thinking like, "Oh, this movie's a little classier than the first one," but of course, there's some of that. But yeah. there was no need. I mean, I, I just, I guess a little little pit stop. Yep. <laughs> little Michael Myers. I guess he was like, "Well, Michael Myers has to be doing something," because I think at the time we'd been getting a lot of Laurie stuff. Yeah. So we need to show what should be doing. Strip club strip club yeah, yeah why not well jason i think we've said just about all we have to say about rob zombies halloweens i am looking forward to next week i am actually i am t- i'm not yeah yeah i'm looking forward to giving halloween 2018 a rewatch and breaking that one down and you know what else jason what's that that means we're going to cross the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> we we may have been running with scissors for the entire two months, but we're running and we're headed towards straight to the line. That's right. Yeah, and after that, we're going to do a Halloween retrospective episode. Yeah. And we're also going to be taking, like, you know, listener questions and Absolutely, stuff. So yeah. that'll, that'll be coming later. So we'll be, uh, start we'll thinking a, of them now. Yeah, we'll put a little Instagram thing up there. Yeah, or if you, you want to go ahead and e- email it to us or send it to us on Instagram. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, if you want to talk some shit, tell us how wrong we are. Yeah. Bring it on. I Seriously, I want to hear somebody genuinely who likes these two movies to tell me what they liked about it and why they liked it. They were it. brutal, dude. No, but hey, if you like these movies, help me understand. Yes, please. Yeah. I mean, I guess I get I don't know. I, 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 these movies just aren't for me. Yeah, and I want to hear somebody yes. tell them why they are for them. I, I want to hear. I want to hear that. Yes. So yeah, please reach out. Tell us. Yeah. 
Well, Jason, I think we're going to wrap it up here at the Spook House, and we will meet you back here next week. For Halloween 2018. That's right. It's so warm. It's so warm. (laughs) It's so warm. (laughs) All right. Well, until then, I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And this has been Spook House.